Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at Super Talk. Dot .fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I just, I just realized Robbie is rocking a 2007 NIT basketball shirt. Yes. That is vintage, my friend. Yep. Mississippi State lost like, to West Virginia. On a buzzer beater. On the buzzer beater from the corner. That's also got the old banner M on it. Yes, like it the, does. the Templeton M. Yes. And Zone Eleven's going to come for you on that shirt. You know what's crazy? Somebody, I think somebody posted a video. I think it was from that, that year, mm-hmm. from that NIT. Yeah. In the crowd at that game when State booked the ticket yeah. to when they beat Florida State. Yeah. I was at that game. I yeah, had season tickets back then. That crowd was electric. Yeah. That was for NIT game. Like, we we cannot – I can't fathom the hump being like that. It's a different for time. a regular season game, much less. Well, maybe what we're going to talk about today will will lead to that kind of of, of crowd. We'll see. No, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, anyway, thanks for listening, especially all of our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-through at Strange Brew or uh, here in Starkville, or of course over at Brupolo in Tupelo. And if you can't uh, make it here to Starkville, you don't live in Tupelo. It's easy. Stop at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. All the great stuff that you can buy in the uh, in the coffee houses here, you can get it shipped to your home, including the new K-Cups, which are just flying off the shelves at record speed, at warp speed, at ridiculous speed, at ludicrous, ludicrous speed. speed. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? <laughs> One of the best lines ever. Anyway, next time you're, uh, you're looking for coffee, you know where to go. It's Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com, new year, new gear. That's what we're looking for when you head up to Starkville this year. Make sure you're doing it in some brand new, nothing, nothing against a 2007 NIT t-shirt. I'm not nothing against it. It's great. It's vintage. But I don't throw t-shirts away. I hear you. But never, never a bad time to pick up some brand new gear. All the top brands, all the top names, they've got it at College Corner. Everything you're looking for, maroon and white. Two locations to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. There are two MSU basketball games next week here at the Hump. If you're making the trip up to Starkville, make sure that Humble Taco is one of those stops you're going to make to grab a meal. Such good stuff, such unique stuff, you can't get it anywhere else. Grab a margarita, grab some chips and salsa, and grab some tacos that you've never had before when you go to Humble Taco. If you're looking to grab a quick and easy lunch, it doesn't get any easier than doing it with Firehouse Subs. Locations in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Flowood, Columbus, and Madison. All you've got to do is download the Firehouse Subs app, place your order with the app, walk in, grab your sandwich, and go. It's that easy. And with the Firehouse Subs apps, you pile up the reward points so quick, you'll be eating free subs in no time. Great stuff and a great lunch every time with Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk. Big game tomorrow in Oxford, Mississippi, at the Pavilion. 
We've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks. State getting the game canceled uh, Wednesday night against Missouri. I don't know if that's good or bad for Mississippi State, but this is a must-win game for the Bulldogs. It, it, from, not only from a resume standpoint, you know, Ole Miss is not a good team. Their net ranking is not good. You will lose some. One of the things that's keep that's kept State's net ranking so high is they don't have a bad loss yet. Ole Miss would be a bad loss. That's a quad three, maybe a quad four loss, depending on how you look. I think it's a quad three. But on top of that, beyond that, there is this perception thing. There is this Ben Howland can't win this first game. He can't dominate Ole Miss the way Rick Stansberry did. Rick's, ben Howland needs this game, and he needs it badly. We watched Ole Miss Wednesday night. Offensively, that team, quite frankly, is a train wreck. They can't score. They have no semblance of offense. Uh, they, 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 they don't move. They don't pass the ball well. They turn it over a lot. This is a game Mississippi State should win. Robbie, how important is this game? Not just not just for this season, but for Ben Howland, period. It's huge. It's huge for Mississippi State to get over that hump, win this first one, possibly win again against Ole Miss, and, and, and finally sweep them under Ben Howland. I don't think that's happened. But I, has not. I don't care who's coming back. I don't care if Ole Miss is full strength or not. Mississippi State should win this ball game if they're if they're firing on all cylinders. They're the more talented team. They're the better offensive team, which that's not saying much. Mississippi State's not great offensively either, but they're a they're a more complete offensive team than Ole Miss. They're a more athletic team than Ole Miss. Ole Miss just seems to be one of those gritty. <coughs> grimy teams that'll get down and defend against anybody and you're never going to put them away. It just seems like they're always going to be right there in a ball game under Kermit Davis, but that game against Tennessee was just awful. I mean, it, it was it was really hard to watch, but that quite frankly, that's the kind of game they want. They're going to want to come into this ball game and and have it be real muddy. They they want Mississippi State to be turning the ball over and uh they they want the game to be kind of out of sorts a little bit. They don't want to play into Mississippi State's hands. So this is a very important game. It's going to be a tough game for State. I don't expect them to go into the pavilion and run Ole Miss out of the gym. I think Ole Miss is going to be fired up for that ball game. They should have, I would imagine, some of their players back. I'm not sure what the uh, quarantine days are for some of those guys. I don't know you know, the injury status for Jarkel Joyner. If he's going to be back, that would be a tremendous piece for them to add back into the mix. But, you know, they're obviously not healthy right now or not um, cleared from all their COVID protocols. But, and in that sense, that was impressive what they were able to do at Tennessee. But they still turned the ball over 27 times. Yeah. It was just kind of one of those games where they, they were able to kind of knock uh, Tennessee off of its axis and, and kind of make that game ugly the entire way. I mean, it was 21-19 at the half. Uh, so it was it was a brutal ball game, but they just weren't able to pull that one out. State's got to avoid that. They got to get out to a hot start in this ball game, play clean basketball, and be really good in the half court because that's what Ole Miss is going to want to do is is force Mississippi State to run a half court offense. And State has not been great in the half court over Ben Howland's entire tenure, uh, you know, much less against Ole Miss. So it's a big game for State, and I think for Ben Howland to continue to kind of move forward this season and, and show fans that 
there's something here to, to build on, and this year could be special for Mississippi State. He has to win this game because Ole Miss is not good. They're not going to be good by the end of the year. This is not going to be a, an impressive win or uh, you know a good loss or anything like that. So State just needs to come out and take care of business on Saturday, and you know we'll see if that happens. This is a game that State needs to control. You know from from the opening tip, um, it feels like I, I don't know what the crowd's going to be like at the Pavilion, but I feel like. I'm not trying to make an uh, you know an egg bowl kind of comment, but this this could be like a Super Bowl kind of game for them, in that they know that they're not really going anywhere. So let's you know let's let's play spoiler. That could be the 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 uh, the way that they look at this game. So I expect a pretty decent crowd for you know for for for, for Ole Miss there. And if State lets Ole Miss hang around, that crowd is going to get rowdy. It's going to get loud, and that's going to be a problem for Mississippi State. They need to come out pretty early in this game. It looks like State's going to be healthy. You know, having this week off. May have been a blessing in disguise for you know guys like Tolu Smith and Rocket Watts who who have been sort of battling injuries to have some extra time to recuperate and and, and to get things going. It's it's really weird with Ole Miss. We were talking about Robbie and I have had lunch before the show today, and we were talking a little bit about this and, and that that program that you know they had a lot of excitement the first year under Kermit Davis because you thought okay he's got these players and you know he took these guys who couldn't get it together and he, he they, they were really good his first year. Came in in Starkville and won that game. We all remember that. We had but Terrence Davis on that team. Mm-hmm. He had Brian uh, Tyree. Brian Tyree. You know, State went up against Blake Henson. He had the game of his life. Yeah. We had people on sports radio saying he was going to be a lottery ticket. Yeah. A lottery lottery yeah, pick. Sorry. Um, and turns out he was not very good. But man, Tyree was just a bulldog killer. He he yes. always had big games against Mississippi State. He was one of those guys that Andy Kennedy had. Mm-hmm. He had one of those dudes. Every single year, Stephon Moody, Stephon Moody, Marshall Henderson. Uh, he had the dude that could just light you up. Yeah, and uh, I guess Jarquel Joiner or Sean Ruffin might be one of those guys now. For well, kind of, Ruffin's problem, I think you mentioned, is he's undersized. You yeah. know, he's not a guy that can just drive into the lane and, and get his own points. He sort of needs he needs to be able to to, to work off the perimeter. Joiner has been battling injuries. He missed the game Wednesday night. Uh, we don't know his status yet for for Saturday. Everything is pointing towards Mississippi State winning, which is why it's so important. There's no excuses for Mississippi State in this game, and it's been this. It's been this. When you've watched these games these past few years, it's always the same sort of scenario, right? It's that Ole Miss throws out that one-three-one, and for whatever reason, State acts like they've never seen it before. Yeah. And with State, you know, with Watts and Molinar and Moore, none of those guys are really a true point guard. They're really a two playing the one. And that, that is, that's my worry, is that Ole Miss will run that trap defense and State will turn the ball over and give Ole Miss easy buckets. O- Ole Miss can't run half-court offense. Their half-court offense is not good. But if you give them transition and you give them easy buckets, they can score. It feels like if State gets into the 70s, they're going to win the, the basketball game. So it's, this game is really all about what Mississippi State does more than what Ole Miss does, right? Yeah, the, the problem with the 1-1 one one is not so much you know turnovers in the perimeter or anything like that. State has shown the ability to break the press it just slows down the offense to the point where you know they're they're having to run that half court offense and there's just there's not much there they kind of um force bad shots they force late shots in the shot clock they might force some turnovers in the half court but you know state will just like pass that ball across the court to each other until they get to across the timeline and then Ole Miss settles into a zone. Sometimes they switch up to a man, which can make things kind of difficult. You don't really know what you're seeing and you have to continuously change up what you're doing. But 
the big thing for State is just that half-court offense. It just seems like when Ole Miss slows them down, and it's not just Ole Miss when anybody slows them down. We saw it against, I think it was Texas A&M last year that did the same thing. When State slows down and they're running sets offensively, it's just it's like it kills the entire vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, this team has just never been able to really get up off the ground running half-court offense. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels like when this team is at its best, it's running. It's mm-hmm. getting down the floor. It's getting, you know, Anderson Garcia with a steal and dunk. Mm-hmm. DJ Jeffries with a steal and dunk. You know, Cam, Matthew, Cam Matthews leading the break. It just feels like this offense, this team, is so much better when the defense is leading to that offense and getting out. And a lot of teams are like that, just about everybody. Mm-hmm. When you're getting out and running transition – um, uh, Ole Miss is like that as well. When you're getting out and running in transition, it just seems like you, there's more of a flow. Uh, for Mississippi State, <coughs> they've got to be able to score in the half court consistently because I think Ole Miss is going to force them to have those sets. And I think they're I think they're capable of doing that when you add in, you know, Shaquille Moore's been really good from three this year. Mm-hmm. I think adding him into the mix is big. You got two post players that I think can go to work with Tolu Smith and Garrison Brooks that can help you out here. And, uh, you know, Ole Miss is not a great rebounding team. State should own the boards. If State's getting beat on the boards, they're, they're just not playing hard on, on Saturday. Uh, so that's, that's going to be a big factor, too. Can Tolu Smith and Garrison Brooks clean up some misses in, in the post? Because that could be big for State if you're getting second chances. That could be huge. And I think State's going to have the advantage from a size perspective. So um, just a really important ball game. They've got to defend the perimeter. Because Ole Miss did get hot a couple of times on on Wednesday against Tennessee, got to defend the perimeter, got to got to succeed in half court offense, and I think if you do those two things, you're going to win this ball game. Does it worry you that we're sitting here talking about this game where it's like everything favors Mississippi State? That 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 that's when Mississippi State is at its worst, yeah. in my opinion, under Ben Howland. Yeah, I, absolutely. I I I would I wouldn't dare pick the winner of this ball game. Oh, we're going to though. Well, what if I don't want to? You're gonna have to. You can't force me. You're you right. Can't, maybe I you're not my dad. I can't force you to do it. You're right. No, but I, I, you know, if I'm betting, I'm probably not gonna bet on this game. I don't. I don't bet anyway because I'm just I'm scared to death to to spend money like that. But I wouldn't touch this game with a ten foot pole if I'm a better. Yeah. There's there's no way because state has just been so inconsistent against Ole Miss. Every time you think that state should come out and just take care of business, somebody's you know, laying on the ground hurt, um, you know, they, they pull out the gun and say, call the ambulance, but not for me. That's that's pretty, <laughs> that's what could happen. That's that's what could happen on Saturday for Mississippi State, you know. So it's just it's one of those things where Ben Howland's going to have to buck a trend here uh, for State on Saturday. And I think it's possible, but it's just a wait-and-see thing for me. And I think everybody's kind of – you know, on the edge of their seat, seeing what happens here. You're going to see a lot of people, if he loses the ball game, a lot of people coming out with the usual fire Ben Howland. And it's going to be ugly. Yeah, it's it's going to be ugly. And it should and, be. This is not a team you should lose to. This is a thing, team where if you were playing anybody else, if you're playing Georgia, Alabama, it doesn't matter. Nobody Nobody's worried about nobody's this worried. game. Because it's Ole Miss and because there's this trend, everybody's worried about it. Let's, let's do sort of a three-piece on this. Who's your playmaker for this game? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Garrison Brooks. Okay. I, I think State, I mentioned, I think State's going to have the um, size advantage in the post. 
And I think Tolu Smith and Garrison Brooks are going to be huge in this game because I think I think MSU is going to have a lot of half court work, and um, that's when your post players really go to work down there. And if if those two are rebounding the basketball, cleaning up some misses, then State's in pretty good shape. And I think Garrison Brooks could have a big game here. I think you know you could see him have you know nineteen and twelve. Or mm-hmm. something like that. I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. And and state, you know, won big against Arkansas. That was a depleted Arkansas team, but they won big. Yeah. Without Garrison Brooks having a big offensive game, he only had two yeah, he was not good. Game. And I don't see him having back to back bad games. Seems like unlikely. That. I'm gonna go with his front court partner. I think Tolu Smith is the guy to watch. Honestly, I think Tolu Smith is the best offensive player on this team. Uh, he, he's the guy who you know he makes the difference. You know, state can get big nights out of Molinar and Brooks, and and then still lose. But when Tolu Smith is clicking. It's tough to beat the Bulldogs. So if he's in double digits, I feel pretty good about Mississippi State pulling off this win. I know you guys are going to hate me. I, I th- State's got to win this game. Don't you do it. They got to win, right? Don't you do it. Well, you go first, then. You tell me. You already said it. You, no, I haven't You've said already anything. put it into existence. I haven't said anything yet. I mean, I, I do think that State wins the ball game. If, <laughs> if you have to twist my arm. Nobody's twisted my arm, but I have to make a, a decision here. And I'm not going to pick State to lose this game. Um, but I, I think either can happen. I'm not going to be surprised by anything. I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss blew MSU out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if MSU blew Ole Miss out. And nothing would surprise me in this game. But I think State wins because I just I feel like uh, something tells me that they're, they're about to start kind of getting into a groove here. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hate to get anybody's hopes up here. Um, and, and have them completely crushed when everybody starts getting excited about basketball all of a sudden. But it just feels like, you know, Tolu Smith's back, Rocket Watts is back. Everybody's getting on the same page here, and you you know that this team has talent and depth. I feel like as this game wears on into the second half, Mississippi State should be wearing down Ole Miss. Ole Miss is not going to have the depth the State has. If State can't wear this team down, then you cannot trust them moving forward. Um, so this is a game a state can come out and make a statement that they should come out in this ball game as I'm sorry they should come out in this ball game wow. and as the game kind of wears down Mississippi State should take should over this away. game yeah. yes and they've they've done that a couple of times in the pavilion I mean that they haven't been scared to go in there when there's been a raucous environment last year they went in there and won uh, relatively, relatively easy. easily yeah and they did it a few years ago against a good Ole Miss team. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just feel like State's going to win this game, and I, I think it could be a close ball game. I think it's going to be a competitive game at least early. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the crowd will keep Ole Miss in it in the opening minutes, but State should be able to grind out a win here. So I think it's going to be close. Mississippi State gets the win, and then they can just put it behind them, focus on Georgia and and winning that game, and being three and zero when you play Alabama next Saturday, and you have the opportunity to have a big crowd at the Humphrey Coliseum. We'll see if that happens. Big game, though, for Mississippi State. Absolute must-win uh, for the Bulldogs. Let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at uh, the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you, this weekend it's going to be ice cold. So keep it warm in your house. Break out the Dutch oven. Make a great pot of chili. Make some beef stew, some beef soup. All great options. And they've got great recipes at msbeef.org. So check those out. And remember, when you put beef in the shopping cart, you're not just providing your family with a healthy and nutritious and delicious meal, but you're helping 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians who are doing a lot of business in our state's agriculture. Check them out. Help them out. 
beef. It's what's for dinner. Thank you to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. How many times have I got to tell you? I mean, the place is just great. I'm running out of superlatives. Talk about Two Brothers Smoked Meats. And remember, guys, it's not just barbecue. We're talking about Two Brothers. It is smoked southern soul food. A lot of great stuff on that menu beyond the barbecue. I definitely encourage you to check it out. But the barbecue, hey, it's great too. So, heart of the Cotton District, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. We'll see you there. They don't make it any easier than what they do for you at Advantage Business Systems. When you're talking about great products and great services, you're talking about a, a, a comprehensive selection of products that your business needs, copiers, printers, computers, software, mailing systems. Everything's taken care of at Advantage Business Systems. And when the sale gets made, they don't just ship you off to some call center overseas and tell you, okay, we'll, we'll get to you as soon as we can. No, it's same-day service. It's people you know and people you can trust. It's people you know because they're Mississippians just like you. Call them today. See what they can do for you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Robbie, we got a little transfer portal news, not from Mississippi State this uh, on this Thursday, but... Uh, Auburn announced, or Zach Calzada, I should say, announced he is transferring to Auburn. He will be an Auburn Tiger. So that puts six of the uh, seven teams in the West sort of set with their quarterback, I, w- I would imagine, at this point, right? We, we, did, did, did Brian Harson just say, who out there has beat Bama? Yeah. Somebody get me on the phone with them. This is how that went. We need a quarterback who's beaten Alabama. All right, Bo Nix. Crap. <laughs> well, who else? Can't do him. Who else? Trevor Lawrence, he's in the NFL already. My guy Jackson Law Dog just made a good point on the board. This they 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 lost Bo Nix and somehow downgraded from Bo Nix because I didn't think Bo Nix was very good, and they somehow got someone worse. Yes, they they they. I would say they definitely downgraded. Like, I mean, I was it, never at any point in the season impressed with Calzada. I mean, maybe a couple of his throws against Alabama, I thought, okay, this guy's starting to good game get it together. Them, but that was it. And then he was terrible the rest of the – his game yeah. against Ole Miss might have been the worst game I've awful. seen. Awful. I mean, he was so bad. So he was w- awful against State. I mean, so, so every pass is like a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. So here's – the, the West is sort of divided up like this. Ole Miss, still a question mark, right? Yeah. Then, then with uh, State, Alabama, Arkansas, you know. Rodgers, Young, Jefferson. LSU – Feels like it'll be Nussmeyer. AM feels like it'll be Haynes King. And Auburn feels like it'll be Calzada. I think you can beat out TJ Finley, which is like being the skinniest hey dad. What's crazy about AM too about Calzada is people are like, well, he's just a sophomore, whatever he was. He's like he's he's a third year sophomore. Yeah. I mean this dude's he's about got to more, go into his he's got more experience year. than than Will Rogers had as far as being in the system. He's about to go into his fourth year. And yeah. he'd been under he'd been we we keep hearing about uh, a lot of people talking about Jimbo Fisher and like his quarterbacks and stuff. Who outside of Jameis Winston has he developed? Well, never mind that. Calzada lost the job to a freshman, to a guy who had less experience than him. Yeah, the only reason he was starting is because that, that guy got, got injured. Hurt. Yeah, I, so. I don't get that at all. I, I think that was kind of a scramble move by Auburn. and they were, I think Ole Miss is going to... Get somebody. Ole Miss so they, is gonna is gonna wait out the train. They're gonna wait until March. Somebody's gonna fall on their lap. Somebody, you're, you're, I think you're right. I think what's gonna happen is they're gonna let spring practice play out, and somebody who loses a job in spring practice, where does Caleb Williams end up? Right. Yeah. Who 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 loses the job to Caleb Williams? 
Who loses the job at Oklahoma to Dylan Gabriel? Uh, who loses the job at or- at Oregon to Bo Nix? Right. That's where Ole Miss's quarterback is going to come from. Yeah. the The first ripple of the portal will lead to the second ripple in March, April, and that's where Ole Miss will strike. The, the SEC's quarterback situation is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Max Johnson left LSU mm-hmm. to go to A and M. And then I forgot have, about Max Johnson. I said Haynes King. Yeah, Max Johnson's probably going to be the quarterback. That kind of shook everything up, I feel like. That and Bo Nix leaving, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of shook everything up because those are those are three really good SEC West programs usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you now have quarterbacks transferring in and out of those places. And so it's like, you know, it's just it's really crazy the different guys that are that are now being pushed around the league. And I don't really know we don't know what Max Johnson's going to do at A&M. I wasn't overly impressed with him this year at LSU. He wasn't he he didn't just blow me away. Um and you look at some of these you know, Bryce Young is really the only proven commodity outside you know KJ Jefferson, I guess. So it's kind of a wide open group. You know, last year you had Matt Crell and 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 Bryce Young that you felt really good about coming in the season, and you didn't really know about anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we are moving into next year. You got Bryce Young, probably KJ Jefferson, and Will Rogers around the top of the league. But that's a good top three. Yeah, and then Will Levis is Levis it, is there. He's he's shown the ability, mm-hmm. but you know, and you know Rattler is talented at South Carolina. Yeah. Um, but if he if he couldn't cut it at Oklahoma, I'm I'm kind of skeptical. Maybe a new beginning might be what he needs. You know the talent, but they're not going to have the pieces. That I, Oklahoma I, no, I agree had. with everything you're saying. But like I said, you know the talents there. Yeah, he's yeah, talented. He's 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 he's, he's got talent. Um, and then you know Missouri's got to have a new guy there. Basilak, I don't know if you saw, he transferred to Indiana today. Um, For I guess, who's your friends? Yeah, and then, and then Ben, my son. I know he's listening. Stefan, Stefan. Courtney. McKenzie. McKenzie. Courtney Cronin. Brody Miller. All of them. Do any of them listen to our show? Consistently. I, I think I think Ben Portnoy does. I think I Stefan think listens Stephane sometimes. Stefan listens. Uh, Courtney Raw might listen every now and then. She, I doubt it. You never know. She, she is my queen, though, so you never know. She is a queen. Yes. My queen. I, 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 I don't want to be my queen. You can't. You can't. Uh, okay, she's, fine. She's got one subject, and it's me. Fine. Um, you're the court jester. I am. I will. I will happily admit to that. Um, Vanderbilt. I guess Seals is back for another year there, but I mean, eh, not a lot going on there. Florida did they sound like a top twenty-five class or something. Oh, I don't know. If they did, it's called no, Missouri. Bart- sound like a top. It's called Barton Simmons pulled some strings. Yeah, he he got the rankings. He got the rankings messed up. Um, you know, with Florida. Emory Jones is not transferred out yet, but I assume Anthony Richardson's going to be the guy there. But Jack Miller, the five star kid from uh, or four star kid from Ohio State, transferred yeah, they, down there. So they've, they've got. They've got, they got to, I mean, they got to figure something. They got a full spring. Comp- that's going to be one where the spring is yeah. going to kind of mess some things up for them. And then you know, Georgia, Caleb Williams' name has been thrown out to, to head there. That would be interesting. They have a five star kid, Gunnar Stockton. Who's sort of waiting in the wings there? So it's Georgia. Georgia has, fine. but Georgia, maybe since I guess Aaron Murray would be the last guy. Mm-hmm. They have not been able to settle on a quarterback. You know, yeah, they, they, I mean, had, they had Fromm, but they had even with Fromm, you had like, why isn't Justin Fields playing? But then he ended up transferring. No, Fromm didn't. You're thinking of Eason. 
Oh, he did. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, I Fromm, guess. Fromm played the four years. Jacob Eason transferred yeah. to Washington. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They haven't had a guy that was just a you know they had Matthew Stafford back in the day. Mm-hmm. At least they have that, these guys who would be there for f- three four years. Yeah, and now I mean it just seems like a they haven't been able to they to really kind of settle in. It, they missed they missed their window with Fromm and and Fields and Fields. They had Fields there and it could have won a national title and they didn't. The didn't best, Eason win that job initially or something? Eason was a true freshman came in and and, and won the job. Got hurt his sophomore year, and Fromm took over, and they went to the national championship game. So Fromm was going to be the guy going forward. And but, I feel like they they were like in the running for like Trevor Lawrence, and they took someone else, and they took Fields. It was Fields instead of Lawrence. Yeah, what a Man. quarterback class, by the way. Jeez, the best quarterback in the East is, is Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. Yeah, I guess, and that's I mean, he's probably anything to write home about. Well, he's probably fourth in the conference. I mean, I would I would say if you said rank the top four, I would say Young. Rodgers, Jefferson, and then Hooker. I guess. And then I, if Caleb Williams comes in, comes in I'll, I'll reevaluate. Yeah. But quarterback play next year is, is interesting in the SEC. You've got some good ones, and you've got some potentially really good ones, and then you've got some guys you're like, like eh. with Calzada, I'm just like, I'm not seeing that at all. Auburn looks like they're heading towards disaster. They're looking like they're like a team that they might fire Harson midseason next year. I mean – is it out of the question to pick them last in the SEC? They West? are my, my my last place pick, no question. I mean, they were they were lucky to get the running back. Even if back. Ole Miss doesn't get a guy, I would with Altmaier, I would take them. Like, let's look at all, let's just play Auburn's schedule. You want to just do it real quick? They have like no wide receivers left, right? And defensively, their recruiting has fallen off. I mean, they got a few guys coming back. I think um, you know Derek Calls coming back. Yeah. Um, but they haven't been recruiting you, those same guys. No, so. they, they had they had some dudes under Kevin Steele that Here they don't have. There we go. Mercer one and zero. San Jose State two and zero. Penn State at home. I think they lose. Yeah, I could see that two and one. Missouri probably uh, win. Probably All right. But who knows? LSU at home. They beat LSU this year. I think they, I think LSU gets at it. home. Yeah, Brian Kelly's a better coach. Yeah, I could see him out coaching. Three and two at Georgia, lost. lost. Three and three at Ole Miss. Ole, they've they've kind of had Ole Miss's number no matter. They have. I, I'm I might Four go with three. them that one. Yeah. Four and three at Ar- I'm sorry, Arkansas at home. Uh, you know, Arkansas's losing a ton too. I feel like and Arkansas they've had Arkansas's number. They've he's two. Yeah. They, they've uh, Pittman's zero and two against them, but still five and three. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give them that at State, loss. Uh yeah, I would pick those right. as a loss right now. Uh A and M. That's it's at Auburn, but loss. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the loss in that one. I think A and M's gonna be much better. Here's an interesting game. Because we know the air raid gives Auburn fits, right? Western Kentucky. Yeah, that could be interesting. If Bailey Zappi was back, I might pick them. I I'll, I'll probably go Auburn. Yeah. But that's seven and five. And that's not gonna cut it. Six and seven and seven and yeah, five. You're gonna you know, lose in mm-hmm. Alabama. Six, six, seven, five. You might be mm-hmm. done. Yeah, that's not going to cut it there. Oof. I mean, could you think about that? And we're I mean, and we're being sort of generous with Arkansas and Ole Miss. I mean, those could be losses. So State and Ole Miss are compared to each other at every turn. Yeah, they're compared to the greatest program in college football they're, every they're year. They're screwed. I mean, whoever coaches there yeah. is screwed. Yeah, you, you have no shot. You can recruit a top ten team, top fifteen mm-hmm. roster every single year. You can go to the to the college Malzahn football playoff the every now and coach then there because he could somehow. He beat all Alabama enough. Every now and then, yeah. yeah. 
He made it interesting with them. But he was losing to teams he shouldn't lose right. to. That's if, what cost him. If, if Malzahn could have beaten the uh, – I'm trying to think who they, who they were losing to. But, they, I mean, you're right. They were losing in games they shouldn't have lost. He Your was, last two coaches went to the to the national championship. Yeah. And one of them won it and was yeah. fired two years later. Yeah. So, so I mean, when, you, when you're in that fishbowl with Alabama it's like tough. that, seven wins is not going to – is not going to keep Brian Horson's job next year. Exactly. exactly. And that's crazy to coach for two years. Imagine someone firing their coach after two years. Couldn't be. Oh, wait, never mind. All right. We'll be back on a Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon. We'll talk about Mississippi State Ole Miss. We'll recap what happened there. Start looking ahead to another week of uh, Mississippi State sports. Uh, probably some recruiting news, some transfer portal news. We'll start breaking at some point. And a lot, lot more. And because we're getting closer to baseball, we need to start ramping up our uh, our look at that at, at the reigning national champions. Guys, have a great weekend. Stay warm. We'll be back with you very, very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.